Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the H2P Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter, here on DKPittsburghSports.com. Coming at you on a Sunday. Unfortunately, Pitt fans, not a victory Sunday. The Pitt Panthers suffered their biggest loss of the season, 75-48 at the hands of the Clemson Tigers. Man, that was a beatdown. And a beatdown in the worst way. Because this wasn't just, oh, you know what? (sighs) John Hughley got in foul trouble, and, you know, Gee got in foul trouble, though he did get in foul trouble. But it wasn't like, you know, like all, all the injuries piled up, or, you know, it just wasn't their day shooting, you know, things like that. No, Clemson did the thing that discourages you from hoping that Pitt can, like, actually compete in the coming ACC games. Because here's the thing. And as I wrote in my game story, which is on DKPittsburghSports.com, go to the website to read all the happenings of the game. I'm not going to go over all the minutiae here. But the problem with Pitt is if they can't get their bread and butter to work, which is defense and feed John Hughley down low, they're in a lot of trouble. And not in a lot of trouble like, oh, it's just going to take one thing to work. It's going to take multiple people to step outside of themselves and be people who, be players who they are they have not been in their careers to, say, to save the Panthers. To make games even competitive. That's the problem that Pitt ran into a buzzsaw with Clemson. John Hughley ran up against a guy to P.J. Hall. Another sophomore forward for Clemson. He's used to banging down low. He's used to being physical. And I saw John Hughley forced out of the paint. He took nine jumpers to three layups on the night. That's a problem. That's a big problem. He has to be able to to, to establish some presence in the paint. For Pitt to run its offense, Pitt's entire offense. I mean, I I, I like Femio Dakali as as a as a as a fighter. I think that he's developing. I think that he could be he could become something cool for Pitt. Jamaris Burton is a fine veteran leader. I think he's a good warrior. He he puts in he puts in the effort each game. 
But the problem that that Pitt runs into is that it doesn't have the scores to build. We knew that all season with Ifeo Horton. By the way, his next his his first hopeful, hopefully his real, his real preliminary hearing actually happens on the twenty sixth this week. We'll get updates on that situation then. But when you look at when you look at Pitt's problems right now, and you see that it's it's not just that they don't have outside shooters; they don't have guys who can consistently drive drive off or drive off the ball, get inside and score on their own. And that's and when John Hughley's taken away, he can't even help create that because what his presence did was if he was in the paint, teams were going to double down on him. If teams doubled down on him then guess what? The paint was going to have to open up or someone was going to have to open up. Someone was going to have to crash and then he'd kick it to that person and then they'd get the bucket. Or if no one crashed, there'd be an outside shot that's open and then you're like, okay, well, you know, let's see if this guy hits this this open shot. None of that happened in this game. And it really looked like Pitt had no answers. They were just settling for jump shots. This was as close to Kevin Stallings' ball as I've seen a Jeff Capel's team play. Settling for outside shots, not looking like they had a plan of attack. Because even in Jeff's worst losses, there was at least a plan of attack. Even if the plan of attack used to be in the, in the, the past couple years, Xavier Johnson, take on that triple team. <laughs> we all remember those days. By the way, Xavier Johnson looking uh, fine in Indiana right now. <laughs> um, but, uh, again, I, I look at the problems with this game, and they speak loudly to what's coming for Pitt. Because in these next games, Pitt ain't getting no break. They got to face Syracuse again Tuesday, who was one of their worst losses before this game. They got they 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 will get time to rebound. They get to play Boston College, a team that they've beaten. Wake Forest, I think they think I think a team I think they can take. Virginia Tech, who also isn't a good team, they'll play Virginia Tech back to back games. So. If they can play an inspired game, inspired game against Syracuse, if they can pull off the upset there, there is a period of four games there where maybe they can do put something together. Maybe they can be competitive. The Wake Forest is five and three in the conference. I guess that is a, t- a tougher game, but still, three out of four of those games, teams that you can bang with. But then you're going to get into a stretch of this season where you're playing Florida State, North Carolina, Miami, Duke, Notre Dame. Those are the ACC teams that are running it right now, especially Miami. You know about Duke. You know about North Carolina. Florida State playing hard. NC State might be one that they can also sneak in. But the point is the composure of this team is going to get tested. And as I wrote in my story – this is this this could be the sign of what unglues this team because even though they have a losing record they're what 7 and 12 2 and 6 in the conference even with that losing record i think any pit fan who watched the stretch of games between i'd say like mid december till up into the the past two games virginia and, Cle- and clemson anyone who looked at those games you said hey you know what even when they lose, they're fighting. There, there's effort. There's there's focus. This team is trying. They had several one-possession losses. 
there's something building there. There's, there's hope that in the coming years, Jeff Capel can take whatever this is, take the young players who are there, build a culture, and if they can win a couple of recruiting battles, they can be a competitive team in the coming seasons. But they'll have to finish this season strong by continuing to show that fortitude. They did not show that fortitude in this game, and that's that's my problem for Pitt right now. Is that if you get through all those games, and it can be tough. Like, like I said, that, that stretch of four games, Boston College, Wake Forest, Virginia Tech twice, you got some shots there. But if you get down to those games against Florida State, North Carolina, Miami, Duke, and, and Notre Dame, and you're getting smoked, it's going to be tough. It's going to be real tough on a, on a young team to keep taking it like that and just taking it and taking it and taking it. What spared Pitt earlier this season when they were just taking it and taking it and taking it because they were at one point. They lost to Vanderbilt, UMBC, Minnesota, and Virginia on four in a row. Was that they had other wins. They, 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 were, they were able to beat UNC Wilmington. They were able to beat Towson. They were able to bounce back and beat St. John's with a, with a nice win in the, in the garden. You know, they had things they could hold on to. And several, some of those losses were really close ones. But when, I, when you look at, at, at that stretch of game, you're not going to get as many of those opportunities in the, fi- in, the final, uh, in, in the final weeks. And for Jeff Capel, as I've said much of this season, just like I told Pittsburgh Pirates fans before, their, before the start of the last season, this year ain't about this year. This year is about next year and the year after. This year is about Jeff Capel setting a tone so that when John Hughley, Femi Utakale, Noah Collier, William Jeffress, maybe Ithiel Horton, Nate Santos, all those guys, when they come back next year and maybe they get some transfer portal guys, maybe they get some young guys to join to, to, that they've recruited late in the game. Maybe things are a little bit different and they're heading in a different direction. That's, I think, the big picture here for Pitt basketball. But they cannot afford to go on a bad, bad losing streak where that lesson gets lost. Be right back, right here on the H2P Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter. Stick with us. we got more to talk Pitt hoops. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. 
on your happy price, price line. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Back here on the H2P podcast, I'm your host, Chris Carter. We're here on Sunday. I just got done giving you like the big picture on Jeff Capel and Pitt and what they got to do to make things work. And, you know, it's 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 at a point where we know what the season is. But I want to get into some minutiae here that I didn't necessarily get too much into in this game because this game had other things to talk about. But one thing that I think needs to happen is they need... They need they they need a guard, preferably Femi Udakale, because he's this is his second year, and he's gonna I think he has to be part of part of whatever success story Jeff Capel builds if he's going to do that at Pitt. We need to see Femi Udakale start to become a floor general. There's two things that I think need to come come about for the future of pit basketball. And either they're going to involve finding other players in the future who do these things or find guys who on the roster who become these these people in the future. Now, this is also with the assumption that maybe Ithiel Horton comes back and uh and his situation clears up and he gets another chance to play next year. There's that too. But Again, the core of this team, as I've maintained, if you've been listening to the H2B podcast since way back in after at the end of last season in March, I was saying way back then, the deal here is for, for Jeff Capel, if he's going to get fired, it's going to be after this sophomore class has worked out. If, if this sophomore class don't turn into nothing, then I think that's it. And by that time, his contract will run out, I think, too, and that'll be the bottom, the, the, the last straw. But we see talent there. John Hughley, definitely a talented guy. Femino Kali, he has there, there's there's things there. There's shreds there that you're like, okay, if you could put this together, if you could put that together, if you could do this, if you could do this, there's something there. You're seeing progress from Noah Collier, even though if he's trucking people on offensive fouls, like he's a fullback, and I don't understand how physical he thinks he needs to be to simply set a screen. But who am I to talk? I once trucked Jeremy Fowler in a, in a pickup basketball game. Long story. Anyways, <laughs> I'll tell that story someday. Um, but when looking at pit basketball, there's two guys that I think truly need to step up for the future of it. And you know who they are. It's Femi Udakali. And I think Femi's stepping, stepping up, but he has to continue to grow. But especially William Jeffress. And I tweeted this out in the game because there was a really good sequence where William Jeffress got two offensive rebounds. Like he exploded from out from from the outside of the the key and, and and got in a rebound, put up a shot, missed it, got up and got the other rebound, kicked it out, and Pitt still ended up blowing the possession. But you saw like those moments. There's those moments where he's like hustling and fighting and scraping, and you're like, man, there's something there with that kid. 
He has defense. He is rebounding. But he just has no offense. He has to find something on offense. And I get that he's a kid. I think I get that he's he's what 18 right now. But and, and I also get that he technically still has three more years of eligibility left. So I mean he could definitely develop that in the coming years. But Jeff's got to get something out of that guy. He has to be a, a, a deep shot. The ability to drive and cross people over and create your own opportunities in the paint. To create just a, you know, to create a mid-range shot. Create your be a factor in the offense that spreads the floor. This was the problem that, that Pitt ran into with Clemson. When they took away Hughley, there was not one thing that Pitt could do to say, hey, if you take away Hughley, we're going to do this. That's what Clemson dared him to do. And there was no one else that could. Uh, Jamarius Burton can he can create some mid range jumpers. He could do that on occasion, but that can't be your sole thing. Muhammadu Gi has developed to be somewhat of a three point shooter, and he's another hustle guy. He get he had five blocks in this game, by the way. That was ridiculous. But he's obviously he's not a consistent scorer. They need somebody who's going to change games like that. They need some guy who's going to who, who who can make those plays. And he doesn't need. I'm not saying that William Jefferson needs to average 20 points a game, but I'm saying, you know, give him eight, 10 points. Give him, give him time. You know, average that so that you can come in games, and that you can be a presence on the, on the court where the other team can say, okay, if we let that guy, if we give that leave that guy ISO, he could he could take that guy to the hoop, or if we leave him open in the zone, he could hit the deep shot. You do that, and it forces defenses to space out more, and it gives opportunities to other guys. The same thing goes with Femi Odekali. Now, I will say this. Femi has the drive, and he's working on the shot. Like You, you see him. He's far along. He's far more along than William Jefferson. He's also considerably older. But for me, for Femi, I I feel like, and, and this may just be the pit guy in me. I grew up, you know, I grew up watching the Ben Howland and Jamie Dixon days. They need Femi to be... The the floor general. They need him, the guy that's going to be able to see and pass the ball and move the ball around and get things going. And maybe he's learning that from Jamarius Burton so he could do that in the next two, three years. Because he's another guy, actually, that technically has three years of eligibility on him. But he has. I think that's a huge piece that Pitt needs for for the basketball team to continue to, 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 to make real steps forward. You know, you think back to the to the to the, to the best Ben Howland teams. Brandon Knight, true floor floor general, knew where everyone was, drove, ran the offense. They had they had when they had rhythm, they was a tough team to stop. And they played tough defense, but when but like their best offense was with Brandon Knight was getting people going, facilitating and getting and, and making moves on offense. They need him to be able to do that, and Femi does not do that yet. Again, he's a baby, still has time, but still. And then you even think about, um, you know, Levance Fields, the best team Jamie Dixon put together. Yes, Sam Young and DeJuan Blair were the beasts, but Levance Fields was a floor general. Knew where guys were, passed the ball, hit the shots when he needed to. Wasn't a phenomenal superstar athlete, but was a great facilitator of the offense. They need that from Femi, just like they need the scoring to come from Will. Develop a post game. Have a deep shot. Get get the handles to be a serious driving threat, a slasher, something. Those, to me, are the two biggest things that if Jeff Cable can pull those out of those guys individually, 
it will help with everything else that they're doing. Because as, as much as, yes, they do need to play better defense, they do need to communicate better, they do need to talk better, and Jeff makes that point a lot in his post-game interviews. And trust me, every time I ask him and I ask him about the offense, he talks about the defense, and he's, and he's not wrong. They do need to play better on those defensive situations. But what often helps with defense is when you have scoring threats that can keep up the psyche of your team. Because when you're playing defense and you're not scoring, Mentally, it starts to get tougher on you, and then you start to think, "Man, like, you know, man, how many more times do I gotta get? Do we gotta get stops on this end before we get it? Before we we can score on that end?" Those are the things that I think that if Jeff Capel can pull out of those two guys specifically, Pitt's going to find something this year that they can use to next year. Because don't forget, while yes, Pitt has no 2022 recruits in the portal. Not in the portal. Um, in high school right now, they could go to the portal at the end of the season, which we know will be highly active, and go and grab guys. And again, they should have Ithiel Horton back next season, if not sooner. We'll see how that case plays out on the twenty sixth. But again, I, I really think that this 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 year, I've said all year long, it's not about this year, it's about next year. It's about the years after that. What is Jeff Capel set up? And I've talked about this before in the show as well. The biggest problem Jeff Capel, I think he had with the, with the first crew that he brought in that was a really good recruiting class of Trey McGowan's and Xavier Johnson and Audis Tony. The problem was there was no one to put them in check. It was just Jared Wilson frame. And so when they came in and they were scoring, everyone was looking at him like, 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 well, that's this is our team. We run the show. And it was tough to rein those guys in when things didn't work and have someone to say, like, no, this is pit basketball. This is how you fight. This the we need you to play this style of defense. Be this kind of have this kind of composure. And you couldn't reel those guys in. And then when Justin Champagne came in it was better than all of them, it was tough to rein that all in. But with this crew, learning how to win these kind of tough ways. You could set that kind of a tone with John Hughley, with Femme Odakale, with Noah Collier, with William Jeffress, Nate Santos. All these young guys, they can, they can set that tone. And then say, say say that Marlon Barnes Jr. kid that gets coming in in two years, say he gets there and this team is learning to be competitive that way, there'll be someone to put the four-star kid in check. There'll be someone to say, hey, this, this is the way you got to play. And then you establish a better identity, and then you're actually playing more competitive basketball. And then maybe, maybe you pit, you bring pit basketball to rele- back to relevance. But long before we get to that, long before, that's a long way down the road. The building block's got to start right here. And the two things I think that Pitt's got to do before anything else, on top of getting better on defense and communicating that, is get a offensive press, press excuse me an offensive presence for William Jeffers and make sure that Femi develops into that floor general. We'll see. The first steps after such a bad loss is a Tuesday night game at the Pete against Syracuse. I will be there covering it for DKPittsburghSports.com. Be sure to check out the website. We'll have a lot on that when it happens and more on your Pitt Panthers football and basketball. This is an all-basketball show. Sorry, I know Signetti signed, but we had a 
we had a long talk, like a 20 minute talk with Doran Dickerson on last week's episode about Signetti. So I figured you guys were satiated with that. If you want to check that out, go check out last uh, last week's H2P podcast. It was a great talk with Doran Dickerson about why Pitt fans should be excited about Frank Signetti. Frank Signetti Jr. Re- rejoining the program as the offensive coordinator. He was Pitt's offensive coordinator in 2009. Uh, Doran gave us a long talk about why Pitt fans should be excited about him. You can find that on our website and all of our free podcast platforms. Like you do anything else, Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, check us all out there. Thanks so much for tuning in to the HTB Podcast here on DKPittsburghSports.com. I'm Chris Carter, your host. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Carter Critiques. We hope you all have a great weekend. Maybe you're enjoying some NFL playoff football out there. I know I will be. Be talking at you guys very soon.